0: Uh, next person's Hudson 13. Hudson, you are on stream.
1: Hey Hudson, you're on the uh, Hassan show. (laughs) Thanks Austin.
0: You're welcome. Their mic mic is muted. Allegedly sponsored
1: by Cash App. (laughs)
0: Thank you. This is not.
1: Don't say that. Oh my God. Oh, here come the fucking tweets. Here come (laughs) the Reddit threads, dude. (laughs) Oh shit. No, he's not.
2: It's not. It was a joke.
1: No. No, Nope. Too late, dude. It's over. Fucking the Reddit threads are
2: alive already. What's up, Hudson? Right. um I've uh, been watching you for about the last nine months or so um so we've got a few things and uh, we're both uh dumb leftists um so himbos if I may um I was uh, diagnosed with adult with uh, ADHD um, as an adult so I've been working with that the last couple years um, and I've been dealing with uh, issues with alcohol as an adult too um and oh. I got my second DUI um, actually this March after I lost my job um that i had for five years um so i I graduated college um thanks to my family you know keeping me afloat um and i've been sober again for the last nine months or so but congratulations um, thank you Um, but you know it you know that added added a lot to an already you know not great year um so i think my main thing is like um how do i just like forgive myself um for knowing that i kind of you know knowing full well what i did could have been much worse and it continues to have like such a huge impact on the people around me uh, well um i don't know if anyone else wants to
1: jump on this but uh, I, I, can, I have personal I can jump. experience I can... in the in the matter but will uh, like let me just let me talk about it real quick and then and yeah can... go for it yeah go for it um as far as like what has happened there is absolutely no use uh relitigating it in your mind and like contemplating what the worst possible scenarios might have been. You got very lucky. You got lucky twice. So you're incredibly lucky. You should never fuck up like that ever again. So understand the severity of it. But uh, I'm glad that you're uh, recovering. I'm glad that you're not drinking. You're sober for nine months, as you said. And these are tough times to be sober through regardless. This is when a lot of people relapse uh, because of isolation and and because of COVID. So you're already doing great. You just got to live it one day at a time uh, put one foot in front of the other. Um, but as far as, as far as, uh, thinking about what has happened already, as far as thinking about like, uh, getting a DUI and whatnot, it's over. Nothing you, nothing you say or do will change that reality, right? Nothing you say or do will change that reality. So, um, this is just a part of your life. There is no, There is, uh, there's nothing wrong with it. Many people have fucked up in the past. I am a great example of this. I got arrested for DUI, as you know, that's why he probably pointed that out when I was young.
3: Fantastic. So the blind leading the blind, as it were. But no, uh, he he is right. Like, ultimately, you as a man, you need to be in control of all aspects of your life. And, uh, you know, being addicted to illicit substances or even regular substances is not the way to go. And we already know that. Hello and welcome to the Helios blog. Ooh, what happened to my face here? Let me recalibrate. My name is Helios, here for another reaction video. If you're new to the channel, liking the content, hit that sub, hit all for notifications. If you'd like to support me, I do have a Patreon with exclusive content. Patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Again, it's Patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Uh, you could also drop me a donation, like Hunter M, Adrian R, Tom M. outs out to them. You see, guys, the donations keep on piling up. I mean, you could also add. Uh, I really do appreciate it, guys. Okay, uh, let's continue.
1: Younger, and um, and you know, you just have to, you just have to learn to live with it, you, in, and uh, recognize that it doesn't, it doesn't do anything, it, it doesn't take away from you at all. And it's not that big of a deal. It's not that significant as long as you are, uh, as long as you're, you're, um, as long as you're continuing to make yourself a better person. One one argument that I've always had, or one thing that I've always believed in is like, um, the way I rationalize certain things that happens in my life is by thinking about, um, by thinking about like these things that have happened in my life, uh, I, I see them as roadblocks but uh, i always work around it i uh, i i have always decided like hey look i have this on my record now but it doesn't matter i am going to uh i am going to outgrow this it doesn't matter it doesn't matter that i have this like i want to become undeniable that like someone might not uh, someone will never be able to use this against me because of how hard i work i will outwork my uh my setbacks
3: i see that's a noble, that's a noble, um, idea. It's a noble thought, which is, uh, to be undeniable, right? To be so good, they can't ignore you. Actually, I, uh, that's, that's, uh, commendable, Hassan. that, that he, uh, you know, that, that he believes that. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's solid. Um, again, of course, prevention is the best cure, but if you've, you know, if you wind up in such a situation, there is nothing you can do, right? Um, There is only move forward, right? There is no turning back, as it were.
1: And that's the way I uh, live with it. And I think you can do that as well. It's a learning experience and you uh, get uh, stronger as a consequence of that as long as you don't repeat the mistakes. Hey, Hudson. Mm
4: -hmm. Uh, I'm picking up uh, that you got a lot of guilt going on and I'm perceiving that a lot of guilt is aimed towards your family and the sacrifices and the kind of inconvenience that they incurred because of your behavior. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, bud. So first thing I'm going to say is you asked us an impossible question off the bat. How do I forgive myself? We can't tell you how to find self forgiveness, right? That's literally a question that you have to ask yourself. What is going to allow you to find closure or peace or solace in the fact that you made mistakes? But one thing I would remind you is that your family is your family. Feeling that guilt, it may, might be counterproductive, right? Because your family made those sacrifices because they want to see you succeed. They want to see you do well, right? And so the, fact, the mere fact that you're feeling anguish over it is counterproductive. Because your family wants you to move forward. The mere fact that you're letting it in- in- inhibit your growth is standing in direct opposition to the fact that they put in so much effort to make you succeed.
3: Actually, I'm inclined to agree with this as well. Um, now, sadly, that doesn't erase the, the feelings, right? Um, but it's true. You can use your logic to override those feelings, right? With, with that idea that... The feelings don't do anything to help me move forward. I need to physically take action in order to move forward, and that's that's um that's the way to go. I think uh, if you if you want to fix something in your life that you believe is broken, the first step is admitting there's something wrong, and then there's making a plan and doing the actual actions that are required in order to execute that plan. Uh, of improvement. If you're not doing anything and you're just sad about it, then you're not really improving anything, really.
4: So I think when we talk about alcoholism or anyism, a big part of that, not all of it, not every case, is control. And right now we live in an era where control is very difficult to come by. We live in a time that is, we are at the victim of so many outside influences. So Whenever you can find small amounts of control in your life, like Hassan is a great example. Hassan lives a very regimented life, like his workout, his his diet. A lot of the things that he does are so that he can visit that control in his day-to-day life, feel like he has control over his life, and then use that to motivate himself to do things. And the last thing I'll say is this. I've fucked up. Hassan has fucked up. I'm sure most of the chads and chadettes in this call have fucked up majorly Mm -hmm. in this point in their life. The difference is going to be whether you use it to grow stronger or whether you let that mistake define you. Don't do that. Use it to grow. Yeah,
3: Yeah, if you allow yourself to be defined by your mistakes, then it's just the wrong attitude to have because everyone makes mistakes, it's true. And the severity of the mistake is luckily not so severe that he can't recover. It's absolutely true. Um, Now, there is, you know, platitudes, right? Like, um, once you've hit rock bottom, you can't go any further than rock bottom. There's only up to go from there. But ultimately, uh, success in life has to do with action. So feeling bad does nothing. Action is what does things. So action, it should be the recommendation. Okay, um, let's read a bit um, from Ruro Tomasi's book, The Rational Male. This is the chapter called Average Frustrated Chump. In the community, there's a lot of want for better terms. One of the major obstacles in The Average Guy's path to unplugging from his conditioned interpretations of gender relations is really coming to terms with the terms we use. Somewhere on the net, I'm sure there's a glossary of the common acronyms used in the manosphere outlining the various shorthand. Some of these terms have gone mainstream and I'm beginning to see even legitimate online journalists use LTR, which is Long Term Relationship, ONS, One Night Stand, and uh, it means there's a common perception that people already know what it means. The reason this is an obstacle for a lot of plugged-in guys is because it seems almost juvenile, like a treehouse club for preteen boys. For me to draw comparisons of an acculturated feminine social paradigm to the central plot of The Matrix movies, admittedly, it seems kind of silly. It's an apt comparison and useful allegory when you understand the concept behind it, but for a guy just coming to grasp it while being immersed in a feminine primary socialization, it doesn't click. And predictably, women invested in that same socialization see the terminology as a little more than little boys holed up in their treehouse – throwing rocks at the girls below. However, like any new developing science or other technology, there's always going to be a need to codify abstract concepts. We lack better terms, so forced to create new ones to represent new concepts. The AFC, Average Frustrated Chump, was coined almost a decade ago with the mystery method. It's seen a lot of modification over the years, becoming almost synonymous with the use of beta or herb, which is a herbivorous male. In fact, although I use it often, I rarely read AFC in PUA blogs, forums, or the community at large. Regardless of the terminology, the concept is really the crux of the term. Most AFCs, most guys looking in from the outside, can relate to the idea of what an average frustrated chump is. They can identify with it. Once they begin unplugging, the AFC idea comes into better focus, and usually, with some discomfort, they realize how the term applies themselves. Here are the qualities of an AFC. One-itis, first and foremost, so they believe that in the myth of the one and that there's no girl better. Subscribes to feminine idealizations, supplication is supportive, to comply with gender equalism uh, she must increase so that he mu- and he must decrease, relational equity is the base of a rational relationship, the savior schema, which is reciprocation of intimacy for problems solved, the martyr schema, the more you sacrifice the more it shows devotion, the friend's debt, like let's just be friends, and the pseudo friendship as a means to prospective intimacy. Uh, he primarily relies on dating and social skills developed during adolescence and early adulthood a behavioral history that illustrates a mental attitude of serial monogamy and the related insecurities that accompany it, a belief that women infallibly and consciously recognize what they want and honestly convey this, irrespective of behaviors that contradict this, uses deductive reasoning in determining intent and bases female motivations on statements rather than objectively observing behavior, believes women's natural propensity is for rational rather than emotional thought, Uh, they over-rely on rejection buffers, They believe in the identification myth. The more alike he is, or he can make himself uh, with his idealized female, the better he'll be able to attract and secure her intimacy. Believes that shared common interests are the only key to attraction and enduring intimacy. Believes in practices that not like other guys doctrine of self perceived uniqueness, even under the condition of anonymity, considers long distance relationships a viable option for prolonged intimacy, maintains an internalized belief in the qualifications and characteristics of women that coincide with his ability to attract them. Thus, he self confirms that she's out of my league and she's a loose girl is on the fly to reinforce his position. He harbors irrational fears of long-term solitude and alters his mindset to accommodate or settle for a less-than-optimal short-term relationship, often with lifelong consequences. The AFC will confirm a belief in egalitarian equality between genders without consideration for variance between the genders. Ergo, men make perfectly acceptable feminine models and women make perfectly acceptable masculine models. Due to societal pressures, he unconsciously self-confirms androgyny as his goal state. This is anything but a comprehensive list. There are far more, but my intent here isn't to provide you with a list of criteria that qualifies an AFC. Rather, it's to give you some basic understanding to clarify the term and round out the idea. Needless to say, these mental schemas are some of the impediments to unplugging or helping another man unplug from his old way of thinking. As I'm fond of repeating, unplugging chumps from the matrix is dirty work. Expect to be met with a lot of resistance, but understand the dynamics you may harbor yourself or those that a friend might cling to, which will help you moving past the years of social conditioning. It's thankless work, and more often than not, you'll also be facing a constant barrage of crap tests uh, and ridicule in your efforts. Be prepared for it. Unplugging chumps is triage save those you can read last rights to the dying in the next few sections i'll be explaining some of these plugged in qualities in more detail okay back to this video
5: man i don't know if this is as powerful because will is way better at this than i am (laughs) but i will say bro you can't be mad at yourself for what you didn't know like you shouldn't beat up on yourself and feel like you should have known better that's like not a good way to you know you're just gonna damage your self-confidence and all that so um I, that's just something i learned from my therapist and that's something i practice and so i just pass that on to you uh and to will's point because you do have a clean slate like you have opportunity to make your people proud um what you did is in the past but uh you have an opportunity ahead of you like they're still at the future and so you can make something out of that it's not all for nothing
2: yeah that's true i yep. appreciate that yeah
0: For me,
3: um... Notice, when the girl comes in, she is solipsistically going to explain her perspective and generalize it to the population. The other guys, notice how they do, like, a generalized approach, talking in generalities, right? You see the difference?
0: You know, you have to put in preventative measures to not fall that hard, like, ever again. And for me, it was a lot about not harboring everything, because... I'm a very stubborn person personally, and I don't like to let anyone in. I don't like to let anyone know when it's like hard or, or when it's difficult, but that's also kind of, um, like my downfall. Cause then it, it may fall further, you know? So you have to recognize your triggers and, and recognize when things are getting really bad and you do have to open up somewhere to someone. Um, you don't have to like divulge everything into like one or two people, but, but definitely open up a bit more if that's not something you're used to. You're you're never alone in your struggles as as much as you think that you are. Like living through it feels much heavier than it really is.
3: Again, platitudes and garbage, but okay. Again, like the, like girls giving guys advice when they haven't lived guys lives, it's like Yeah, it's just different. Like I would recommend that you listen to an older man for advice as opposed to some random girl because what's going to happen is she's going to take her personal experiences and generalize them to the population and assume that that will help you. And it, like 99% of the time, won't. Yeah, That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Great point.
1: You have to have a good support system as well. Um, That was one... That was definitely one thing that helped me tremendously. Um, in my time of need, oh, sorry, I'm hiccuping because I ate a very spicy pepper. It was fucking killing me. Um, and uh, you know, my family, my friends, but especially my friends at the time were incredibly helpful. And um, you know, you gotta you gotta eliminate uh, negative influences from your life if there if there are people out there who are. You know, not understanding of your situation and like trying to get you to drink or putting you in a circumstance where you have to drink and things like that. Um, you should try to
3: avoid those uh, circumstances. I, I- That's right. Prevention is the best cure. And uh, he's right about support So it's like birds of a feather. I'm sure you've heard the, the, the expression. So if you are associating with a certain kind of person, you become like that person, like those people. So if you don't want to fall into the same traps as those people, don't associate with them. A law of power is avoid the unhappy and the unlucky. That's the principle here. If those people are driving you to, to make the worst of yourself, then don't associate with those people. Avoid those people like the plague.
1: I definitely recommend that. And mm-hmm. that I I uh, highly, highly recommend um, surrounding yourself with people that are positive influences, good influences on your life. Um yeah.
2: Yeah. Sounds good. Thank you so much for coming. We really appreciate you sharing. Yeah, man. Right. I appreciate uh, you the best, man. Yeah, that's pretty Thank cool you. to that say is. that
5: on the internet, man. You should, uh, you should not beat up on yourself. You got a yeah. lot of um, that, that. That takes mental strength uh, yeah. in and of itself, man. So
3: that's actually true. To admit in front of people that you have problems is hard to do to admit weakness is hard to do. Now, again, I wouldn't recommend that you do it in public. Uh, gu- like, As a man, you need to avoid showing weakness in public in general. Uh, that's just part of being a man. Uh, and of course, every man has his struggles, every man has things that are wrong, every man has things that he has to work on. The public sphere is not the place to share those problems. Uh, because the people that don't know you don't care. And the people that actively dislike you will be happy to hear it and will actively try to you know screw you over or hurt you so you want to avoid that you will confide these weaknesses and ask for advice from a small quantity of people that you know very well that you trust and that you know aren't going to first of all broadcast it and second of all aren't going to give you terrible advice that will hurt you further these are important things to think about
5: you'll be all right i believe in you
2: I appreciate it's it. Kind of them All to right. say. Oh, Austin, uh, don't listen to Hassan. You looked great yeah. in those uh, cigarette uh, fit, fucking whatever those were.
3: You wait, <laughs> wait,
1: wait. He said I look like shit?
2: <laughs> no, you
1: were there. Remember I made fun of you for wearing the oh, cigarette? Oh, jeans. my clothes. Oh, my clothes. Oh, thank you. I appreciate yeah, no, that. I, I, I didn't know, say you look like shit in the in the fucking awesome photo shoot. You did. You look awesome. I thought, the... I thought you were talking about my photo shoot with me and no, my photo shoot. You look hot as fuck. That's not what we're talking about. Oh, now. thank you, though. I, I, I really appreciate that. Thank you pants are kind of awful though
5: wait man, i brought elena hero just want to let you
1: know that but oh continue. hell yeah thank god wait what was awful
3: <laughs>
1: your fucking skinny jeans but not entirely <laughs> uh-huh. different dude,
3: those are hot dude i wore those on christmas eve dude i rocked them i got so many compliments okay but now now it's a just a measuring contest as it were all right let's go on to this reddit post Oh, baby, it's going to be a doozy. Here we go. Uh, This was posted one day ago on Relationship Advice. My husband, who's 33 and she's 29, found out his son wasn't his. Advice? I've been married to my husband for a year, together for four. My husband was in a long-term relationship from high school to his early 20s. He has two children with this woman, ages 14 and 12. My husband had split with this woman because she was unfaithful to a new level. She'd bring different men home while he was deployed. Disaster. He never questioned his kids being his because he was unaware this was happening before his second child was born. A few weeks ago, my husband's uh, ex was trying to skip our weekend with them, and my husband wouldn't stop bringing it up, and his ex dropped that, stop caring about him so much, guess what, he isn't even your son. My husband didn't believe her at first, but the anxiety was piling on him. He ended up getting a DNA test, and his 12-year-old was not his. Okay, before I read the rest of this, let me explain why end count matters. Past behavior is the best indicator of future behavior. If she has lots of previous partners, then she's a bad bet for paternity. What will happen is you as a man will have a disgust response to a girl that has a very high end count, right? Men also have disgust response to women that cheat on them, right? Um, And that's very often one of the reasons why men will break off a relationship, right? The most common is uh, using illicit substances or being a criminal. And the third one is cheating. Um, yeah. So, she's much more likely to have a child with another man if she has high end count. And this is why men don't want to marry girls like that. That's, it's that, this fear is expressed in this Reddit post very, very well. Okay. My husband doesn't love his son any less, and he still wants him every week. He raised the boy, he's his son. This, this, um, phrase, right, that women say is a cultural construct. Uh, it's not the dad who made him, it's the dad who raised him, who's the real father, right? But why Why is that cultural construct? Why does it exist? It exists for the purpose of manipulating men, right? Into, into being okay with their, you know, wife, having a child with another man. Um, because it's the guy who stepped up, not the guy who, you know, whatever. But the truth is that this allows women to have their cake and eat it too. It allows women to cheat and then get away with it and have uh, their bedroom fund strategy be fulfilled. And it's uh, utterly ridiculous and disrespectful that that cultural construct should even exist. You see? Anyway, though he is crushed and he had a breakdown on me crying, my husband went through two tours, went through years of PTSD, and this woman made my strong surviving husband cry. I'm so heartbroken for him, but I have so much rage towards her. He's trying to decide if he should tell his son or no, but he doesn't want his son to think his father thinks less of him. My husband is dealing with so many things in his head right now, and it's hurting badly. He's not himself. I just want to help ease some of it. Advice? By the way, when a girl admits that her husband was crying, what is she doing? She's signaling to everybody who's reading that her husband is weak, right? Even this story... Where he finds out that his son wasn't his, that is also an admittance of weakness. She is broadcasting his inability to have his own children to a wide audience. It's actually a way to destroy his reputation, despite, uh, but it's under the guise of her wanting to help him. It's disrespectful. Okay, anyway, so the top comment 1.3K. If she's that cavalier about using the truth of uh, the kid's paternity to hurt your husband, she may tell uh, the kid to try and alienate him. It'd be good for your husband to talk with the guy and reassure him that he'll always be his son regardless of any differences in the DNA. If his ex-wife continues to deny him visitation or custody in any way, you may have to get a lawyer involved. Uh, yeah, the, uh, she's obviously cruel and manipulative, obviously, that's 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 the comment, the next one. The ex sounds cruel and manipulative to have treated your husband this way and say something so incredibly evil to him. If the son doesn't know already, he will, and your husband must act to present his own message to his son so son doesn't only have the likely twisted message from his mom to digest. He should also see a family law attorney immediately regardless of his, ex- his ex's actions. He's been the child's parent for more than a decade and he needs to know how to protect his rights. If the ex starts to use this paternity test to cause problems, you need to be armed with information and be an advocate immediately. Yeah, and somebody else says she, uh, this is putting it lightly, she's worse than just cruel. She's sadistic uh, with zero self-control. She's a garbage human being. Well, you know, you got to be careful who you choose to have children with, right? All right, we're going to end the video there. Again, if you're new to the channel, liking the content, hit that sub, hit all for notifications. If you'd like to support me, uh, you can go to my Patreon and subscribe. It's patreon.com slash theheadiestblog. Again, Patreon.com slash the blog. You can also drop me a donation like Hunter M, Adrian R, or Tom M. Shoutouts to them. Thank you so much guys for listening to my video, especially if you listen to the end. I really do appreciate it. You guys are wonderful. Take care of yourselves and I will see you next time.